I pay for it all. Garvin's been bleeding me dry for years. She resumed her patrol of the room. He's always on the point of making it big, but everything he does is a disaster. She stopped in front of the steel vault, arms folded, shoulders hunched. Harry moved up beside her, the polished metal reflecting her own approaching image. Navy suit, tangled black curls, dark smudges for eyes. Beside Beth's pipe-cleaner frame, her own modest curves looked buxom. For the first time, Harry studied the vault up close. It was the size and shape of a triple wardrobe, with a heavy-duty door along its centre panel. Mounted on the handle was a brick-sized entry device, complete with small keypad and screen. A red light blinked on and off in one corner. The back of Harry's neck tingled. She was close enough to the vault to reach out and touch it, and the challenge to crack it open made her fingertips buzz. She dragged her attention back to Beth. So you can prove you own this. She tried to keep the hopeful tone out of her voice. There was a lot here that needed clearing up before she could accept Beth as a client. Beth marched back to the desk and snatched an envelope from one of the drawers. I'm well used to people not believing what I say. She handed the envelope over, especially where Garvin's concerned. Harry opened the flap. Inside, she found a passport and a bank statement, both in Beth's name. The passport showed a woman with high cheekbones and a slight upward tilt to her eyes. Harry glanced over at Beth. It could have been her, but the bug-eyed shades made it hard to tell. The bank statement showed a payment to Bull Safe Houses Limited and another to a local computer store. Stapled to the back were a receipt for a Dell laptop and an invoice for the vault, both dated some six months previously. Harry raised her eyebrows at the woman's efficiency. Either her personal accounts were in better shape than Harry's, or she'd been planning this for some time. She ran her eye over the rest of the statement, noting the substantial payments made to men's clothing outlets, utilities, supermarkets and petrol stations. It was clear Beth paid for a significant chunk of the household outgoings, whether her husband contributed or not. Harry handed the paperwork back to Beth. So... What's on the laptop that's so important? Proof that he has money of his own. Harry threw her a sharp look and Beth nodded. He's had money for some time. I'm convinced of it, she said. Six months, maybe more. His suits are flashier. He's upgraded his car. And I haven't been getting the bills. Surely that's good. Beth stared at Harry from behind her dark shades. I'm about to divorce him. I need to show he has money of his own, otherwise he'll come after mine. A tiny muscle flexed in her jaw. And he's had all he's getting from me. Harry flashed on the scam she'd pulled in the Bahamas that year. 
She'd soft-soaped a banker with tales of a cheating spouse and the need to hide her assets before her divorce. Sympathy and plausibility. Vital ingredients for any fraud. Was Beth's story really any different? Harry stared at the woman's pinched profile reflected in the vault door. Has the black eye anything to do with it? she said. Beth shot her a look and Harry pointed at the shining steel. The glasses hide a lot, but uh, you can see it from the side. Beth checked her reflection, then dropped her gaze. She slipped off the glasses and fiddled with the stems, not meeting Harry's eyes. She looked older without the shades, her weathered skin at odds with her youthful frame. She was probably in her mid-thirties, just a few years older than Harry, and she had the slanted eyes and fine bone structure of the woman in the past.